Here we are, Unwrapped Week number one. I'm pretty excited about this series. Uh, anybody love Christmas? Anybody like Christmas? I love Christmas. And so I'm going to ask you this question. Um, Christmas makes me feel like blank. Let me, let me hear some answers real quick. Christmas makes me feel like happy. Anybody else? Die Hard. We were at a gas station on the way to Tucson and in their Christmas movie section, somebody put Die Hard. I'm like, dang right. Broke. Broke? Yeah, I feel that. What else? Christmas makes me feel like what? Do what? Like a little kid? Christmas makes me feel like I'm losing my mind with anticipation and delight, like, you know, waiting to see what it is uh, that's yours underneath the Christmas tree or... Uh, maybe you makes you feel like you want to hide in the cave because it's just too too much music and too much happiness and you don't really want any part of that. Um, or maybe some of you are like, wait, when is Christmas again? Maybe some of you. Um, but for some people, Christmas is a season of anticipation. You know, you know those kind of people. Here's here's some ki- some kids. I want you to watch real quick just to see how they freak out over their Christmas presents. And I want I want to know if any of you guys are like. Them. Nintendo 64. Yeah, that's an old that was game. a good day. I got one. Of them. I wasn't quite that excited, but I was pretty excited today. My brother and I got our Nintendo 64. Anyways, if you can relate to any of those kids in that video, I, I won't judge you. Maybe that's how you were or still are. I don't know. But Christmas, it's supposed to be a time of joy, a season of joy. So that's your style. More power to you. But I know some of you are really excited about the Christmas season. But did you know that, that uh, Christmas season... Oh, hello. Can you go back to the, like, two more? Or there, yeah, there you go. That Christmas season hasn't really even quite begun quite yet. And so uh, that might be a little confusing, considering you've probably um, been bombarded by Christmas music. It's been playing for uh, quite a while now, uh, or decorations. And if you're anything uh, like my wife, um, cheesy movies for weeks already. Um, she's all about those Hallmark movies. Um, I was, I was at home yesterday running a little bit of a fever, and so I was kind of passing out on the couch, and she was watching a movie, and like at the end of the movie, this guy comes back, and he's like, I'm going to sing the Christmas songs with you, and I'm like, oh my goodness, who would have thought he's going to come back, you know, whatever, it's all, they're, they're the exact same. But, um, you know, everybody's already saying it's Christmas, but the Christmas season doesn't start uh, until December 25th, actually. So years ago, all the stuff we're doing now, the shopping, the presents, the decorating, um, of the trees, the house, of the parties. Uh, they didn't really even start until Christmas Eve, the 24th. So don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, to crush your uh, Christmas spirit. Uh, but I believe by rushing into the Christmas uh, season, we're actually missing out on something even uh, more important uh, of what Christmas is truly about. My stuff's messed up. Let me see if I can get this to work. 
my notes here. Of course, it's going to take forever now. Um, and so, just a quick little side note here. Did you guys know that uh, not everybody celebrates Christmas the same on the same day? Does anybody know that? Everybody, anybody know that? Maybe a couple of you guys. Um, in the West, Christians celebrate Christmas Day on December 25th. We're in the West. That's us. Uh, but many continue celebrating through January the 5th, a day which is called the 12th night or um, Epiphany Eve. So if you've ever heard the phrase, the 12 days of Christmas, those are the 12 days it's talking about from Christmas Day to uh, January 5th. In countries like Russia, uh, Georgia, Armenia, Belarus, Serbia, Egypt, Ethiopia, and Kazakhstan, Christmas Day is January the 6th. So if this season... Well, if this isn't the Christmas season, then, then the, what exactly is it? Good grief. I don't know what's going on tonight. So this season, uh, it's called Advent. The season of Advent is the four weeks leading up to Christmas Day. It has a very significant role in how we approach Christmas time. So the word Advent, what it basically means is the arrival of someone notable. The arrival of someone notable. It means someone important is on their way. And just a spoiler alert, that, that's Jesus, in case you guys haven't put those together. So Advent is, is a season where we're reminded that we're not celebrating something, but someone. Right? Not something, but someone. This difference matters because when you, when you get ready to celebrate something, the preparation is usually all about you and what you can get from that experience. But when you get ready to celebrate someone, the preparation is about so much more than just you. So at this time of the year, we're usually busy wrapping gifts. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But in this series, we're unwrapping the meaning of the Advent season, which is an anticipation or season of anticipation. Um, someone, notable, someone notable and important is coming. Um, anybody's parents kind of freak out when you have some, some guests coming over and they're not trying to get you to clean your house. I love this video uh, of, of Gail. This is what this person's name is.
I love Gail. I love these videos. He's funny. It's a guy. It's it's it's, it's a guy, but he's pretending to be a woman named Gail. He has a, several. He has a pink underwear. Okay. And so he has several videos. He has several videos where he's pretending to be a woman named Gail and just does stuff. It's fantastic. But anyways, um, can, can anybody relate to somebody's parents like this? Anybody's parents like that? Thank you. You have to clean up for the maid to come. That's fantastic. That's stupidly funny. Anyways. And so, maybe, maybe get really excited for somebody coming over. Um, maybe not quite like that. Maybe get a little more joyful and more hopeful, kind of like this guy. Maybe, maybe you're more like that, you know, maybe not quite so crazy like Gail, but maybe you're more excited and somebody's going to wonder if kind of like Buddy. But during the season of Advent, our excitement and anticipation isn't about Santa or, or family or the presents. It's about Jesus. Maybe it's hard to imagine now, but thousands of years ago, countless people were waiting with excitement for the coming of Jesus. Like literally. He hadn't been born yet, right? So the people were waiting for this Messiah guy to come. And people knew that someone was on the way because God had promised it several times. We've already looked at this before. But they weren't sure exactly who they were uh, waiting for. They didn't know his name yet. They didn't know anything. Kind of so they just knew there was somebody coming. And so they did have some hints. In Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. About 700 years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah shared the exciting news that someone important was on the way. So if you look at it, there's several, uh, I mean, there's a ton of, of prophecies about the birth of Jesus. So for many years, followers of God were anticipating that mighty king that was prophesied by Isaiah and, of course, other people. Someone who would be their savior. There's one person in particular who was awaiting the arrival of this savior. His name was Simeon. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're going to look at Simeon real quick. So God had told Simeon through the Holy Spirit that before he died, Simeon would get the chance to see the promised Savior in the flesh. So God made a promise to Simeon, and God kept that promise. So in Luke chapter 2, we're going to see exactly what was promised. Maybe. There we go. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name uh, was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came to the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light for revelation to the Gentiles. And for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother. Behold this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel. And for a sign that is opposed 
and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. All right, so just kind of imagine this, this scene with me. Um, Simeon was just some ordinary guy, but God singled him out. Um, I like to imagine that God was so excited to share the gift that was coming um, that God wanted to hurry up and kind of share the secret with somebody, right? Does anybody, anybody ever have parents, or maybe you do that? You get a gift for somebody, and like, here, I got I to give it to you now, or anybody? Some of y'all? My wife's pretty bad about that. Like, if she has a gift for somebody, she's going she's gonna to give it to you four months early if she can. Um, that's just kind of, that's, that's how she is. And so, but you can almost imagine kind of God was kind of excited here, too, with, hey, man, my, Jesus is about to come. I got to tell somebody so they can, they can look out for him. And so he, he singled out Simeon. The scripture tells us that Simeon and the rest of God's people, the Israelites, were waiting for the consolation of Israel. That's what the actual verse says, consolation of Israel. What, what does that mean? Well, the word consolation means comfort. Consolation means comfort. So Israel was waiting for someone to rescue them from their hardships. And, and if you know anything about Israel, that, they had plenty, plenty of hardships in their time. Many of their hardships they brought on because of themselves, um, through their disobedience to God, and as a result, they experienced many dark years of difficulty. But despite years of hardship and war and captivity and oppression, Israel still had the hope of their long-awaited Prince of Peace. So as Simeon held baby Jesus in his arms, I wonder if he reacted like some of those way too excited kids did uh, when they opened their Christmas presents. Um, I don't know, but I do know he said this moment has made his life complete. Now that he'd seen Jesus, Simeon could die a happy man because Simeon had been given the greatest gift of all, and that gift is Jesus Christ. Simeon's life is an example of hoping and waiting and preparing for the coming of Jesus which is what the season of Advent is all about. <coughs> so like Simeon did during Advent, remember that God fulfills promises. We trust that no matter how dark life gets, no matter how hard it is, God offers us hope and peace that's only found in Jesus. We get ready to receive God's gift, our Savior. Just like with any gift, and be willing and ready to receive the gift of Jesus. Sometimes we don't receive this gift of Jesus because uh, we, we reject him completely or ignore the gift of salvation that he offers. How many of you guys have ever been given a gift that maybe you just didn't really weren't excited about? Like at Christmas time, and now you get to that age, you're like, thanks, Mom, for these pairs of socks. Right? You move from the gift of like the fun stuff to like the practical items. Not a fun transition, but it happens. Um, you know, maybe we're not quite excited for those gifts, but, you know, they're, they're needed. No. So sometimes we reject Christ completely because, or we ignore that gift of salvation that he offers. But God's gift of salvation through Jesus is forgiveness for every terrible thing that we've done or will do. Do you guys hear that? Yeah? Make sure it's kind of important. You guys catch that part. God's gift of salvation through Jesus is forgiveness for every terrible thing that we've done or will do. Guess smile? Because we all suck. Me? I'm pointing at me, mostly. Right? We're not good people. We're going to see them. We're going to mess up. But God's forgiveness and the gift of salvation is forgiveness of all those things. God's gift of salvation through Jesus is eternal life in relationship with God. God's gift of salvation through Jesus is a new life right now. Not like 20 years from now, but right now. 
and to learn to experience the greatest love we will ever know. God's get the salvation through Jesus. Is that, and then God will, God will give us even more gifts, as if we needed more gifts besides just Him. Um, like peace and joy and comfort and guidance and wisdom and purpose. Those are just name a few things that God will give you. So you might be tempted to reject or ignore the gift of Jesus. But this Advent, I hope you'll choose instead to get ready to receive God's gift. Because it is the best gift that you could ever receive. So let's say you are willing to embrace God's greatest gift for the first time. This means that you're ready to accept that you need Jesus, that God loves you, and everyone else too. And that Jesus is willing to offer his own life to save the life of every human. Or if you've already received God's gift of salvation, then this season is also for you. Don't think like, this isn't for me. I already have Jesus. I already have this gift. No, it's also for you as well. When you get ready to receive the gift of Jesus all over again, it might mean that you remember what God has already done for you. Maybe you recall those things that he's taught you or shown you or given you. Maybe like you forgot about those things. You also look forward to what God might want you to do in your present time. Because listen, I want you guys to understand this. You, you may be teenagers, but I promise you, God wants to use you and he can use you. You guys hear me? You guys believe that? I hope you do. It doesn't matter how old you are, God can use you. M, you guys know who M is? She does stuff. I mean, she's like 183 years old, something like that. Um, she's been around for a little while. I mean, she, she keeps going because she, she, loves, she loves her Jesus. And... Uh, my thing, I mean, she's too old to do anything, but she's proving everybody wrong. Um, God can do some crazy things. There's in my door, my car. Every time I get in and out of my door, uh, I have a picture that Zach drew when he was like four, and it's Jesus on the cross, and it was um, he wrote, he, you know, he, he couldn't write very well. This is something like um, something like, like God's pain, um, you know, showed you His love or something like that. He wrote that when he was like four or five and drew a picture of Jesus on the cross. And it's in my, just him off on my door. It's there. I can see it. And I see it every day. I was reminded. It's really cool to see that. But you know, he's like four teaching me. And I still look at that stuff several years later. But God can use you. It doesn't matter how old you are. So look forward to what God may be, might be able to do for you in your present. The question you, you have now is, now what? Whether you've been following Jesus for years, or you're still trying to figure out what you believe about him, Let's just unwrap a few ways we can get ready to receive the gift of Jesus this Advent season. Whether you're ready to accept God's gift for the first time, or you're preparing to accept how God is working in you, there are things I think we can do to get ready for what God wants to do. We need to decide to learn. There's always more to learn about God, even if you have grown up in church. When I drop off my kids for school, I tell them the same thing. Learn something. I don't care what it is. You know, it could be your best friend's dog's name. I don't, whatever. Learn something. Every day, learn something. And so, if you've grown up in church your entire life, I promise there's still something you can learn about God. So what are some ways we can learn or continue learning about God and the gifts that God offers us? Or, and do you have to do one last thing? Between Christmas concerts, school exams, parties, family commitments, Christmas time is probably pretty busy for a lot of us. Much of that may be out of your control, uh, but there are some things that you can change during this season. Maybe you can watch one less hour of television or take one thing off of your Christmas list. Make sacrifices like these over specific periods of time is sometimes called fasting, uh, which is something Jesus modeled and encouraged us to practice.
So what's one last thing you can do this Christmas season, this Advent season? The third thing is to invest in someone. As you learn more of the next um, week and a half, God's gift isn't just for you and for me. It's a gift that for the entire world. So when we invest in others, like a friend, classmate, or neighbor, family member, or teammate, whoever it may be, we can make a significant impact and we can prepare the way to share God's gift with them. So how can you invest in someone during this season? Uh, those three questions are going to be kind of um, talked out and fleshed out a little bit more um, in your small group tonight. So be thinking about those when we get there. And so, whenever, because whenever you go to small group, I want you guys to think about those things of how you can decide to learn to do one less thing and the best in someone. And talk about it with your small group and, and find tangible ways of how you can actually do those things. You know, find a way how you can learn more or do one less thing and, and who and how will you invest in someone. So this Advent season, let's get ready to receive God's greatest gift to us by deciding to learn to do one last thing and to invest in other people. Yeah, thank you for this chance just to, um, to get here tonight to uh, begin this Advent season together as a student ministry. Let's feel the importance of, of, of this gift, this anticipation and the expectancy of the arrival of, of your son. You know what happened uh, thousands of years ago, God. We still have that same anticipation and hope. Because yeah, he is going to come back again one day. And I pray during this next um, half hour or so that we, we just we dig a little deeper, go a little farther in, in, in this discussion uh, of what it means to give up these things and to follow you, to uh, invest in someone, to learn something, God. May they take that time seriously. May... The leaders stay on topic, stay on track, and, and focus on this. Uh, so they can talk it out and, and maybe have some good ideas to flesh out between each other as we continue on this time. Shame I pray. Amen.